Hello, and welcome to the Clown Sex episode. I'm your host, and really freaked out. Um, if you are afraid of clowns, this is your lucky day because this episode talks about how to get over your fear of clowns. And if you are not afraid of clowns, I am so sorry because you may be afraid of clowns by the end of this. Fair warning to everyone. Ah, oh, guys. So a couple of things. First off, I'm going to say thank you to adamandeve.com for sponsoring this week's episode. Please go to adamandeve.com, promo code sexnerd. You get free shipping, three free DVDs, a super secret gift, and 50% off almost any item in the store. And guess what? This week I was perusing and I found my favorite thing, which they're only $12.95 and they're nipple toys. I like nipple toys. You can get vibrating things, uh, sucking things, you can get uh, biting things, you can get squeezy, vibrating, sucky things, all the things. Nipples, they're fun. Fetish Fantasy Mini Nipple Plungers. They look like two tiny little plumber plungers on your nipples. That's amazing. Role play? I think so. It's sex. Anything. Make it up. It's a new kind of plunger. For the nipples. It's magic. It's sex magic. Anyway, um, yeah, $12.95 and also lots of other really great things on there. Uh, so yes, please go to adamandeve.com, promo code sexnerd, 50% off almost any item. You're going to get free shipping, three free DVDs. No one has told me what titles they get. P.S. Like, let me know. I'm curious. And a super secret gift. Okay, now onward to dates. Um, June 27th. At Busby's East in Los Angeles. Guys, this is a one-time only 100th episode Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. Body storytelling live collaboration show. Theme, Sex Geek Secrets. Um, We're working on the guest list uh, for storytellers. And I have to say, you are not going to be disappointed. We'll get the ticket link up as soon as we have it. On the Facebook page, on the Twitter feed, at the website, all the places. It's going to be hilarious and tears will flow from our eyes in the laughter kind. You know, where we're just like, ugh. Uh, kind of like that one time when Maria Banford was on stage and she made me laugh so hard I almost threw up. It could be like that. A joyful kind of vomit. Um, oh, here is something. Um, thank you to everyone who responded to this past week's question at the Sex Nerd Sandra Facebook page. There were a couple of questions, but the one that was like remarkable in terms of your responses. Would you rather be amazingly skilled at sex or relationships? It's a fair question if you had to choose. Um, I noticed that people's brains go to certain categories of thought. There are the reasoners, like Tim, who said, Now you don't get much sex, if any, if you suck at relationships, and sex in bad relationships usually sucks. And a lot of you, when in the reasoning category, when you go like, If this, then this, then totally this, uh, relationships tended to win. I thought that was really neat. And then, of course, there are the peacemakers who try and like gel everything together, like Daniel. He said, trick question, correct answer is skilled at sexy relationships. And I'm like, Daniel, it's a good point. It's a good point. And Adrian was all like, just be amazing. Uh, Adrian, 
High five. Oh, a special high five goes out to Liam, who said, Also, girls in this comment thread are hot. I like my team. Um, special high five for being able to mention that you're noticing something physically attractive and being really friendly about it. I thought that was great role modeling. And also, uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, we're about to embark on an hour-long journey into the minds and hearts of a couple who enjoy clown sex. And I went into the conversation curious. And when I'm curious and just want to ask a lot of questions and um, delve deep, I don't judge. Like, I, like, like, things are happening deep inside my feeling centers, but I'm not necessarily expressing them because I'm just, I want to like suck out every bit of knowledge and then kind of process it later. So listening to this episode after, because I just did, there is a point where Ken mentions um, getting whipped cream licked off of his clown cock. And I make no sounds. Like I'm just listening. But, uh, I'm sorry. I, I had feelings. Like I had really strong squicked out feelings. And... I, I love that because I was so repelled by the clown cock concept. But that just, like, is also, like, it knows I'm, I know that I'm not dead inside, you know? All right. Okay, I think we're ready. I think we're ready to get into this. Okay, are you ready? You've been warned. You have been warned. Now entering Nerdist.com. kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Okay. Yes. I'm excited. Are you excited? Is that your clown sounds? Like, blah, 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 blah. is that a, or is well, you know what my mime sound is? <laughs> Just really loud jazz hands. Yes. yes. Blaring. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Guys. Guys. Yes. This is the episode I've been waiting for. Because sure, we can talk about orgasms all that long or anal or, you know, sexual gender issues. Forget everything. We're talking about clown sex today. Clown that sex. is the only thing that's important right now. Clown sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh that's good oh. yeah I, I need to make my mime noise there Wait, you go there i thought go. okay i've got ken melvoinberg and sunny megatron welcome to the studio Yay! thank you oh. thanks We're for having excited. us in today um first of all i thought ken was the mime and sunny was no, the clown other, oh hell no. no really other way around yeah I, i'm the one who started off as a as a clown well before i knew her i have a couple of uh, my family members that were uh, directly involved in the circus, and I actually have a circus fetish from the time that I was a little kid. It was the female trapeze artist that originally gave. I mean, elephant poo makes me hard. It's awesome. I like the smell of popcorn and elephant poo in combination. It has to be like that. So it has to smell like a circus. That is so specific. <laughs> First of all, I have no idea what elephant fecal matter smells like at all. I don't know if that's special. Does it smell like every other kind? 
No, no, it's it's most more similar to a horse, but it's not the smell of the poo itself. That, <laughs> but it's it's just that the intermingling, the of... intermingling of smells and sounds that remind me of circus. Okay, okay, I'm just I'm I'm letting it f- like flow over me. It and takes a minute to, to, to you know it, people's minds explode when they're like clown sex, you know, because we do um, uh, weird Chicago sex tours, and I usually talk about like okay, we talk about our kinks and fetishes, and then you know I kind of start at like the the like hair pulling and slappy slap, and everyone's like yeah yeah, and then I kind of <laughs> graduate up to like electric play, and then I lose some people. They're like, huh. and then when I get to clown sex, like half the bus is like in the fetal position, rocking back and forth. Like, oh hell no no. Wait a minute. Okay. I, I know you do you do live in Chicago right. and, and one of your day jobs is uh, running an, like weird Chicago tours yes that's correct I'm weirdchicago.com right yeah. oh no, oh, it's yeah. your business yeah it's my business oh. I'm, I'm her boss so sexual harassment is okay totally oh yeah I'm oh. getting races all the time not the monetary <laughs> kind no not the monetary no. kind unfortunately <laughs> Amazing. So you're giving weird tours of Chicago and also talking about sex. Yeah. yeah. It. So yeah. we're doing gangster tours, serial killer tours. We, in fact, we have the only serial killer tour in the U.S. And because we are the home of John Wayne Gacy, that's one of the big kind of um, triggers for a lot of people that have coulrophobia or fear of clowns. And it's interesting because it's the number one phobia in the world. Chorophobia. Coulrophobia. Coulrophobia. C O U L R O. I don't want to be cool. Oh, it's C O U R, like heart? C O U L. Oh, okay. R O P H O B I A. Okay. Coulrophobia. And so a lot of people go back to this place in their mind where John Wayne Gacy was on the forefront, uh, if they're a little bit older, because this was during the nineteen late 1970s, early 1980s. Mm-hmm. And he was a serial killer who oftentimes got dressed up as Pogo the Clown and he would do like uh, events for kids at hospitals. So nothing to do with directly murdering anybody, but they, uh, because he was a serial killer that also happened to get dressed up like a clown, he got the, the nickname the Killer Clown. I yes. see. You tell people in Chicago you have a clown fetish and they're like, oh. And if it's not that, it's like Stephen King's, King's it, it or right, in right. Uh, Poltergeist, that clown that sat on the, the rocking chair mm-hmm. that freaked everybody out. So a lot of people don't like clowns. I Do you, do you like clowns? Am I going to hear it? Am I going to hear it? No, I'm I'm absorbing and I feel like I so many people say that they're afraid of clowns and i feel like some people are freaked out but to like clinical phobia versus like ooh, that gives me the shivers like i don't have a clinical phobia of spiders necessarily but they freak me out a little bit right but oh i get i have the same thing with nuns like yeah i mean not like <laughs> not like not like sexy girls dressed up as nuns but like old penguins crossing the street mm-hmm. just like yeah they, they them ooh. hyenas hammerhead sharks those are my three big phobias the lion king freak you up no, no, it's real. Like, real. like at the zoo. Like, the gods I, must I, be crazy. I, I avoid. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm okay with it on film. It's, it's oh. more just seeing them in real life. Interesting. Hyenas. It's like the biting thing. So you can deal with the elephant poo. You dig that, but the hyenas. But the hyenas. Forget about it. <laughs> and hammerhead sharks. Don't try to rationalize this. <laughs> so you both have an interesting roster of just gigs and 
career. We, we do. Yeah, our lives are sex or death. You know, serial <laughs> killer tours or sex ed. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, Sunny, you're here um, in LA, and one of the things you did was teach at Stockroom. Yeah, right? yeah. G spotting. Yeah, we both taught uh, G spot. Oh, you both did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We teach all we of our classes together. Our in classes. fact, I, I have been a sex educator a decade longer than her. I'm just not a very good blogger. I see, because Sunny and I have been friends on Facebook for a while before right. we met la- right. your last visit here for the video series that you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I started back in 2003, and I've been peripherally involved with every aspect of the sex industry, either owning a dungeon, getting involved with pornography, swinging, uh, strip clubs. Uh, I'm one of the people that founded the Pleasure Salon in Chicago. Uh, so just being involved directly with the sex industry, but I'm a very behind the scenes guy. So I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't have a huge web presence. Ken Milvoinberg. Yes. Get on the web, get your footprint big. <laughs> I, I am. She is helping me do that right now. Like, but to be honest, I want to, we want to put Sonny in, in the, the limelight because I, I, I do all of my TV stuff with ghost hunting and the psychic stuff and serial killers. And I, you know, she has a much better face than I do for TV. So Aww. you both are adorable. I don't Aww. know what you're talking about. Um, okay. Let's begin. Yes. How? I don't even know where to begin. Okay. Ken, you have yes. presented me with information that since you were a child, you have had a clown fetish because Correct. you were oh, now clown or circus. Um, I have a clown fetish, but I have a circus kink. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're getting more specific we here. We are getting more It started off with trapeze artists. Um, my grandfather was a member of the, the Oriental Shrine Band, and he would perform in the Shrine Circus. And so every year we would go to see him. And um, the, the most, and especially during my developing years, the most erotic thing for me was women in really tight outfits, especially trapeze artists. And it's interesting because it was the clowns that were chasing them around that always kind of got my attention. And uh, as the years went by, um, I decided that, you know what, I I really like this idea of having another persona. And so I tried having uh, doing a clown scene at one point. Wait, um, sexually or just sexually? Like- yeah, no. This is when I. This is well after I had been involved in BDSM. I was a dungeon owner, uh, involved in all this stuff, and I really wanted to explore it a little bit. And I had a girl who was my um, circus pony girl. She was a pony girl, but we made her uh, up like a circus pony. Specific. I was. It's very specific fetish. Like I have really weird. Like I like like white wife beaters and uh, like girls smoking cigarettes, but I don't have a smoking fetish. It's only, mm-hmm. it's you know, only that kind of like white trash look mm-hmm. really turns me on. Mm-hmm. And so does this circus thing. And so I had her dress up like a circus pony and we seen for six hours in a club. It was the first time we were ever together and she was licking whipped cream off my clown cock, which tasted funny. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my clown shoes. And um, I did, I, and I developed an art called balloon bondage. Uh, based on this first time that I had done this, and my clown name is Creamy with a K. Um, that's all. That's also my FetLife name, <laughs> and it was just amazing. We had so much fun, but I got a lot of resistance from people because there are so many people that are scared of clowns. Um, one of the things is that a guy in a Nazi uniform came up to me and started yelling at me, "How dare I come to an S and M club that dressed it dressed in a funny outfit?" Is really <laughs> funny. It was it was ironic at the very least, um, and I had a lot of fun with that. So I was doing a lot of Zeke Kyle's and marching behind him, and then I made like balloon swastikas and was throwing them at him. Wait, was this the first time you dressed up as a clown? Oh yeah, 
Oh, wow. So it just came out. It just came out. Force. And it, it was awesome because there was nothing he could do. I just following around and, you know, doing the whole, the, you know, how like irritating mimes can be. Yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing that and I fucking hate mimes. I'll kick a mime's ass. I swear. I, you know, that's one enter of Enter Sunny. Yeah, yes. enter Sunny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, clown. Oh, wait, wait, wait for it. Words. Circus kink versus clown fetish. fetish. Correct. How are you define? Could you just say like, what does it mean? I know you're just getting turned on, tingly, boner town. You right. Say. It, the, the circus stuff, everything circus is a, is, is definitely arousing for me, but being a clown does the trick. It's not necessary for me to achieve orgasm for okay. me to have like squeaky noses or anything like right. that. It's not like every time we, we have sex, like the big old floppy glasses come out mm-hmm. or anything like that. Although, 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 although occasionally you never know, I might just be fucking her and then start choking her a little bit, and then like you know we know because we, we like to have fun. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. In for me, this is a form of therapy and it's a form of fun. In fact, uh, many of the submissives that come to me, I mean, we have a very open relationship, and um, it's because she she's not a, a, a bottom, you know, and that's one of the things that uh-huh. I need is that we're both kind of toppy. Yeah. Um, and this helps me out a lot and I like helping other people, especially people that have chlorophobia. If they're terrified of clowns, obscening with me is one of the things that can actually get them over that hurdle, um, which is kind of a catch 22 because that means that I have then trained my submissives to then leave me. Oh, Because they're, no, they're no longer scared of clowns. There's like, a oh, that's therapeutic a arc. It, absolutely. Oh. Uh, I know. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Oh, you should charge. <laughs> like you're like the clown doctor i know right yeah uh-huh. that's kind of awesome you know, i mean it's know, like patch adams right but for people for, for sex right getting over the fe- i mean so basically are you replacing fear with arousal i am i wouldn't say that i'm replacing fear with arousal instead i'm making them realize what's causing that fear to begin with and uh, one of the one of the major things that I've found is we, I've actually isolated what makes clowns scary, and there's a couple of things. Um, it's their eyebrows when they do this. It, down it, it, do, it does have a lot to do with that because it's people's inability to understand the facial expressions and knowing what the emotions are. When we take a look at faces, there are certain things and certain cues that we expect, but clowns eliminate that altogether because if you have a pissed off clown with a smiley face you don't know what to expect from that individual and that's where it viscerally that's where it comes from right there it's like somebody who's crazy you don't know what's going to happen exactly animal they can do anything it's very primal it's it's really interesting and because it's fun for me and there's balloons and like i have rubber chicken floggers and giant styrofoam fists and all sorts of wacky stuff lollipop spankers lollipop spankers those are vicious yeah they can be yes oh yeah uh, but there's a whole variety of stuff that I do. So it's not all about one thing for me, but I like it centered around that. And by no means do I seen all the time. In fact, I don't like being a clown when it's super hot out because clown makeup is really uncomfortable yeah. in heat. Do you go cream-based or water-based? Um, I use clown white. Okay. I use, I use straight up professional professional clown noses, clown makeup, clown wigs, clown clothes, the whole thing. Wow. That's cream based. Yeah, I could. That's I really, think it's cream. Really, yeah, is really, that, that what it's, it's yeah, all cream based? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to work at a costume shop. I, oh, did you really? I, I never borrowed any of that because I've worn a lot of costumes over the years, but never did clown. They have amazing onesie clown outfits. Yeah, Ooh, they do. Yeah, yeah I just got. You look really, really hot as a clown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would make a good clown. Oh, totally. I feel it, guys. 
I feel yeah. like. So, so enter Sunny. Yeah. What? So when I met Ken, um, we actually met on FetLife. Uh-huh. And so things were out in the open before we really knew each other. You're like this and, guy like, into clown. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's a hot pick. That's a hot pick. That's a what, clown. Wait a minute. You know, so we started talking and I really liked him. And you know how like when you meet someone new and you talk with your girlfriends and every like new person that it like, you know, if the person rides a Harley, it's like, oh, I, I went to coffee with Harley guy. You know, you give a he was sex clown. It's like, oh, yeah, I talked to the sex clown. <laughs> And as I got to know him, like, he's really cool and I really like him. But this clown thing, like, I hadn't, you know, seen him do any scenes as a clown. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And what I didn't realize, you know, I was like on the brink of clown. I was about to get it. You're pre-clown. I was pre-clown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back, uh, my mom was involved. She sold balloons. She was a balloon lady. She worked at an amusement no way. park. No way, yes, guys. This yes. is, this is really, why is there not a movie about your life? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was like miniature like balloon lady junior in high school. That's this how I like, made my summer money. This is like Amelie, you know, when the flashback oh, to yeah. childhood yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. you were in parallel situations. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> um so yeah, I had all that growing up. And then um, you know, in high school I was in theater and acting and that sort of thing. And my first experience in theater Theater was I was in seventh grade and I joined a mime troupe at the local park district called It's All Mime. I know that's so dorky, um, but <laughs> it's amazing. I know I mimed it for like me off. I hate mime. Right there is a, I didn't know there's a big clown mime rivalry. I had no idea. Oh man, do I have to choose? I feel like I could do both. Yes, no, you you can't do both. I do both. You're by. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah, I guess you're, yeah. you're by too. So you. You could probably do that. I'm all the buys. Biracial. Yeah. <laughs> Bisexual. Biclown. Biclownal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, I didn't quite get it. And we were dating probably, God, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight months or something when we yeah. first uh, went to a dungeon party. And, you know, he found out about the mime thing. I didn't know about the rivalry. I was like trying to relate like you're a clown. Oh, you know, hey, I'm a mime. And he was like, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, no, no. So he's like, we should see, you know, you can be the, my bottom and you're going to be the mime and I'm going to just beat the fuck out of you because you're a mime. Uh, pre-negotiated that you're oh, okay totally. with all yeah. pre-negotiated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, okay. Everything we do yeah. is pre-negotiated, especially with clowns being so terrifying to so many people. Believe me, negotiation is the first thing on my mind. I just like, like to that. check into the front oh. of the listeners, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Just, we we had lots of talking, lots of planning out. So it was a public dungeon party, and I was a mime, and he threw out, and we were, we we hosted the party. No, we didn't. No, that one no, we didn't host. That, that one we didn't host. But throughout the course of the evening, as we're just socializing and doing other things, he's like, you know, go um, pick pick imaginary fireflies over there. Go now. And I'm in the corner doing imaginary fireflies. <laughs> and like, you know, crawl like you're crawling off the end of the earth. And I'm like falling around in the corner. And I couldn't talk, which is really hard for me to do. I, I'm a very talking mime. Because you, I mean, when you were 12, you're doing mime stuff. I yeah. mean, how long were you doing mime stuff for? It was like two or three years. Okay. Yeah. So it's like in your butt. Like, oh, totally. I, I can do like, I can pretend like I'm walking down the stairs or pretend like I'm walking or running, but I'm doing it in place and I have the box like down, you know? Ooh. So um, my safe word was, I know you guys can't hear it you know, on the <laughs> podcast, but my safe word was, which jazz is hands, jazz hands. Uh, yeah. Blow up doll mouth. Totally. Yep. Totally. 
Yeah. Which so, is it's interesting because jazz hands is now probably our most popular somatic safe word for just about anybody from from that one event. Just like because if we're in a nightclub or something doing an S and M event, it's the jazz hands. Right. We can see those, but if we right. can't hear, right. or if the fuck saw is too loud and you can't hear the safe word, it's two jazz hands. Well, but the one checking about safe words is: Do I do that during sex and you know BDSM play? And so then I, you know, I think like, do I ever jazz hand like in the thrill of the moment? You know, like is oh, that a, like it's I don't jazz think I, I don't think thing. I do, but you don't think about what your hands are doing, right? Right. So. I have. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that before. I've seen some people go. <laughs> like, yeah. like, 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 wail around. Yeah. Forearms yeah. involved. Yeah. I guess it is a very isolated movement. But you, you know, it's it's funny because I totally get something completely different out of clowning than he does um you know he you had your circus fetish and that's like you know you're developing your sexuality at the same time that you have all the circus influence and and you know it's very like ooh, very psychology and um for me you know growing up and early in my life he he's always been into kink and he's been a sex educator for you know way longer than i have and i have the completely opposite experience i was in two long term relationships would have been marriages had i signed the paper mm-hmm. um but very vanilla sexually repressed like you know why do you need a vibrator my dick's not good enough you know that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so finally i got to the point in my life where i was like i'm gonna do all of those things that i you know masturbated to but never had the guts to do or (gasps) how old were you when you did the thing like 35 oh yeah yeah so it's never you know because sometimes people feel like once they're past 25 it's all over no no i mean and and i i had gone through you know so many years with a very skewed weird view of sex and a lot of people ask me if you could go back and tell like your teenage self the one thing about sex that's really important and it's that sex is fun i didn't realize that until i was 35 i thought it was like the movies where it's like you have to be all serious and sexy and right. and, and being someone who i've always been into kink but it's been inside of me and I never let it out I'd see the stereotypes like mm. I'm wearing black and all leather and I'm Dommy McDommington and it's oh so serious and get down yeah. on your knee and I'm like that's not me like I like to laugh like sex is stupid and funny and silly and you look goofy and that's the way I approach things and discovering clowning in a BDSM context I was like oh it's okay. It like gave me permission to be silly and goofy and not serious. And I found a way to express that because I, I didn't know how to express that. And so that's what I get out of it. It's fun. It's playing. It's such a release. It's joyful. It's yeah. everything sex should be. But I didn't know how to make it be that. So can you be silly and goofy up to the point of orgasm? Yes. Yes. I am absolutely. see he he does he's we're both toppy, um, but he's a lot more toppy than I am. I, I'm kind of I'm I lay on the, the the side of dominant, but I'm more kinky and fun and I like to try new things. Mm-hmm. And he will sometimes use fear and intimidation in his clown scenes, mm-hmm. which I've done that, but I prefer being goofy and silly and laughing and that's that's what i like to get out of it like what like what is that like goofy and silly like well we threw uh, a clown dungeon party specifically a clown littles party. yes a clown littles party yes does that mean that you have to be both dressed in clown gear and you could be one or the other oh i see it's like littles versus clown when we say littles um 
what does that mean? It's people that are involved in age play. Specifically, they are emulating like, I don't know, 8 to 13-year-old kids and they dress up uh, like somebody who's a little bit younger. And what we did for the littles is we had coloring books. We had uh, like a lot of clowns and then we had... Uh, cages in my dungeon, the studio, filled with balloons so that we would put the littles in there and then we would uh, pop them on them or tickle <gasps> them in the cage. Yeah. And we had silly string and all sorts of and stuff. And there was so much laughing. You know, you look at the cage in the dungeon, it's like you lock someone in there and you're very SNME. But we took it, filled it with balloons and tickled people and we were laughing and uh, we did. Uh, there was lots uh, of cookies and cupcakes yeah. and punch. We ate cake. Uh, we like were zombie clowns eating cake off of someone. Um, we did a. We had my a. My face cunt- is like. Yeah, it was awesome. We had a a cunt coloring contest where we put a bunch of crayons like in a condom and then you had to color (laughs) with your vagina. I think we fit up to 87 in one of our friends. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. We have in in, this. This is terrible. Can I tell them what we did with the picture? (laughs) Yeah. It's well, we have kids, but we don't want anybody to know this, but it's we we put it on the fridge. We we didn't tell them how it was colored. So it was like it was like a a, a picture of a princess with multiple colors. And then it looks like a, a baby had colored the picture yeah, but it was, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah it was my daughter comes vagina. home she's like who colored that i could color better than that why'd you hang that on the fridge we're like uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah i i, I like the fun and it's a, it's amazing to me because uh, when we threw our first clown party, we had a lot of people that, that came to it that are like, I've never dressed as a clown before. I don't know how this is going to be. You know, I'm doing it because it sounds fun. I like to try new things. Or you're our friends. We want to come to the party, but we don't know. And afterwards, everyone was like, oh, my God, I get it now. I have never laughed so much and had that much fun and just had permission to be completely silly. Like, there's no rules at all. I feel like it's something that... I- I, I would just need to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would. It's well, in fact one of my favorite techniques for helping people get over some of their fear after they've sessioned with me a couple times. I'll put a mirror in front of them and I'll start putting clown makeup on them, and so they see themselves slowly transform from a regular person into a clown, and that is one of the most therapeutic things anybody can do. It's interesting that Stunny started so uh, so much later in life. And this comic book store reminds me of one really interesting kind of factoid. Stanley, the great Stanley from Marvel mm-hmm. Comics, did not uh, really invent Spider-Man until he was like, I believe, forty nine or fifty years old. So, really? to become successful, you don't have to be younger. You don't have to like get involved with fun. And he's actually an icon that really reminds me that you know my life hasn't even begun yet and i'm 45 mm-hmm. years old because mm-hmm. uh, i mean think about all the great stuff stan lee has done in his life when he just didn't even invent spider-man until he was older and then movies and marvel comics and action figures and everything that that man has accomplished is just incredible and it's a really good reminder and a very good inspiration definitely it's never too late to clown never too no. late to clown wait so so it's um, i haven't lost hope still- you have not lost hope I, okay, I, I'm sorry. Uh, my brain. I realize I'm supposed to be interviewing you, but like you guys just talking, I'm just like I can't. Like Katie, are you like do, do your brains? Like your brains? Yeah. She's yeah. She's just shaking her. Like, are we crazy. melting your brains? It's like not is your brain exploding and like confetti's popping out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love this. You guys, why don't we all live in the same city? I know. Um. For me, I'm trying to imagine clown play in in cages and balloons and coloring and stuff. And it sounds really fun. But for me, I think it seems the hotness comes from how creepy it is. 
Like the fact that it seems really like it's fucking twisted. Like it feels twisted, but Thank in a you. great way. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I, it's okay that it's like that's. I'm curious. Do you feel the same way about furries? I haven't delved in the world of furries enough. Like I, 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 I love when people are like running around at Burning Man or whatever in giant furry outfits and hugs and whatnot. But the transition to like sex mm-hmm. um, in animal suits, I don't. That is something that I cannot wait to meet some furries. Are we furries too? Are you? Are you? Ish. Ish. We're furry friendly. Furry yeah. friendly enough. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm a little bit more furry than you are, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but there's still physically. hope. There's still hope. There's still hope, yeah. We have a long life to live. And yeah. I also have a Santa Claus fetish. Oh, like, don't I, we all? I, oh, wait. No, no, no. no. I, 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 I like being Santa Claus. That's right. the, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait to get older and fatter. I mean, that just is. <laughs> and uh, you want to go gray and yeah, go white. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. Compl- I'm going to be a natural Santa Claus. I used to have a beard that was down to here, and I just shaved it off not too long yeah, ago. All, but I can grow facial hair really fast. Can, all the older men in his family end up looking like uh, Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Rogers or so Santa you just got to grow the beard a little bit longer, and you're transitioning. <laughs> They're all Santa. silver foxes. Every yeah. one of them. So it's sort of the taking advantage of the the more innocent type thing, like <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I and I like giving people their first experiences. I like taking uh-huh. advantage of that innocence, and I like first experiences. Mm-hmm. Both of those things are really important to me in play. Yeah, definitely expanding someone's horizons. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah, it's like, and you just get to be there and get to be there with them and, and shepherd them through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of the thrill for me. Mm-hmm. And then they learn and go off and fly and you mm-hmm. have to get someone else. <laughs> have to get somebody else, yeah. Oh, you're like a clown mentor or something. I, I am. So you, you you two keep talking about like how fun it is. And it is fun. But there's, but like for me, my experience is if I'm, I can be silly and turned on and playing with a partner and goofing off and tickling or whatnot but when it starts to get more when the arousal starts to pick up if i if they say a joke and i laugh for some reason my arousal just drops because for some reason it's like this thing it turns off and then i'm like huh oh this is fun this is fun wait i i can't orgasm now like like it's just like it goes away <laughs> and so it's sort of this thing at some point you know, people get really focused yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and it's like, I can't say, I, I find that, that I find that I'm actually the opposite. I have been with people that are more serious and then I'll start laughing in the middle of sex and I can tell they're just kind of looking at Well, me. when they're too serious and like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is, yeah. All, this is a job. But I often laugh like in the midst of orgasm, you know, it'll just end up with like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and that's so, that's the exact laugh she does too. Yeah, that's yeah, freaking great. Uh, okay, I totally see your point. Like, there's an ecstatic joy to laughter instead of like a a sidestepping of or like a running away from arousal. It's right. It's like not a, like oh, I'm going to be the class clown or like you know the, the sex clown um, in the middle of of sex. It's more. It's it's interwoven. It's a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a natural extension. I actually have a slightly different approach to it too, because although I really like the laughter thing with her, I also get off on psychological play. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I do is I like delaying the onset of orgasm by doing. Like, like you remember how I just said, like clowns, you can't really read their facial expressions, and that's mm-hmm. kind of why we're afraid of them. Um, I capitalize on that for people that are scared of clowns, and what mm-hmm. I'll do is I'll start telling really funny jokes, and then I'll slap them in the face. You mean and when they laugh? When they start laughing, or even in the middle of the joke, so they have no idea how to react because somebody who's being a very good trained submissive 
will often they'll they'll do anything that they can to please the top yeah. and i play with that by fucking with their emotions right they can't please you right they can't they please do. me no matter what so i do like um so you're doing stand-up comedy yeah well. i do i'll do stand-up <laughs> comedy and then just get uh, do do very very rough body play at the same time mm-hmm. so they don't know what to think because it looks like i'm displeased but they want to laugh at the same time and i tell them to laugh or I'll take a cream pie and put it in their face and then start pinching their nipples really hard and lifting them up off the ground. It's so ridiculous. It's, you're just keeping them off kilter. And, and it's interesting because I want them to delay their organs just like you were talking about. But mm-hmm. what that does is that gets the juices flowing. So then when things get a little bit more serious and I want them to come, at that point, they've had so much foreplay, so much arousal and denial that mm-hmm. it makes the orgasm that much better. Yeah, you know, there's also one thing that uh, you know I work a lot with curious vanillas, you know, and they're they're trying to understand BDSM. And one of the analogies that I use is as a top, you want to uh, take your submissive on an emotional roller coaster ride, and you know it's a roller coaster ride. There's a beginning and an end, and it's very controlled. But you want them to feel like they're on a runaway car, and they don't know what the oh. hell is coming next, because that is a lot of the appeal of BDSM. So that's what he's doing in a funny, clowny kind of way. That's a fantastic metaphor because I've referenced BDSM like roller coasters, mm-hmm. but. For the bottom, it is, yes, runaway car. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's hot. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. And, and, you know, with us, we uh, often co-top together. And we do everything together. You know, we work together on our day jobs. We, we do sex ed classes together. I mean, we're, to, you know, we fuck together. We do everything together. And we're very silly and jokey. And, we, you know, we have this banter where we go back and forth. And that translates over into our scenes. Like, if we're co-topping someone and we have these weird inside jokes going with each other or mm-hmm. we're kind of practical joking and using them as the butt of our jokes they're like what the hell is happening and it's kind of awesome i like what like like i need concrete examples give me the juicy stuff (laughs) let's let's think of some examples here as far as like that kind of play um even our in our like jokey banter i I mean i can't even think of a a a specific example um like okay i've never had clown sex okay okay Okay? i'm like guys i really want a bottom for you okay so you've got me chained to the wall we've negotiated you know whatever the boundaries are just make them up um that's a terrible thing to say um (laughs) this is just just fictitious not real life and then so i'm just here so then what now we get to fuck with her well, uh, a lot of times we'll start by like doing some of the comedy stuff. So we might start with servitude to start off with. And mm-hmm. that would be like licking our clown shoes or licking my clown cock with like whipped cream on it. I'll make funny faces. Like I'll get a hard cock and I'll put like eyeballs on it and a smiley face. And then you would have to come up and lick that off. And then she might get. Well, a gr- yeah, like just just when you're like trying to get serious and trying to get into it, I'll be like, hey, does that taste tastes funny? funny. <laughs> so and we, I'll try to make you laugh while he. And then as soon as you start laughing, she might slap you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, we've also done like, you know, g- good cop, bad cop, or good clown, bad good clown. Good clown, bad clown. Yeah. So you're almost using humor to reduce, to keep them from getting turned on, but just it's so twisted. Well, you know what? Getting... It, it really depends on the individual because mm-hmm. we have some people that are so scared of clowns that those people we don't do the back and forth with. It's as too much. much. It's I too mean, much they for them. Would... They would snap. Yeah. I see. Um, and we just start crying. Just our presence. You know, we, we had right. had, uh, what was it, at one dungeon party, uh, you know, either you can have oh. him come, or you want to tell the story? Yeah, okay. Me, so we had this one that was just terrified of clowns, and she was crying the entire 
scene, but we oh. negotiated with it, and it's okay because I I like tears. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me as long as it's negotiated, and she hasn't said her safe word. And I doubled, you know, and I'm one of these people that safe words are not as important to me as if somebody looks at me and says no or stop, I stop a scene because that's just ridiculous to wait for somebody if they're like not in a psychological state to like do mm-hmm. jazz hands or say banana or whatever. That's just silly. If they say stop, don't or go to the left, you know, unless we're doing some sort of contested play, I just stop. I mean, it's silly to do otherwise. So she was crying just terribly. So I started by dressing her up with giant clown sunglasses. I took the boa that I had around my neck and put it on top of her head and the tears are coming down. And the more oh. I decorate her, the more ridiculous she's looking and we're taking photographs of her. And then it sort of expanded into balloon bondage. Now I do a couple of things with the great big, like the balloon animal balloons. And I just got to say best dildos ever oh wait we talked about this uh when we met because i was like what if it pops in the air goes in the body and it's then you have the best it's it creates a sonic boom in your vagina and it oh my god i had this instance orgasm i squirted everywhere and i went from you know how like the farmers say they have that uh what is that like that thing that jacks off the cows they go from just like cows hanging out to like orgasm, (laughs) and that's what happened to me i was like okay this is cool this feels good i was like what just happened where did that it's an electro jack is what it's called i guess i worry about the air inside the body. Well, yes. what what I did was I specifically designed it so that the nipple of the balloon, which is the most sensitive part, unless you have a really cheap balloon, but I buy professional clown balloons. So they have a tensile strength strong enough oh. normally where I, if I was to take them and like doll you up from head to toe with balloons all the way around your body, I can bounce you off any wall and they're not going to pop. Are they inflated? Yeah. yeah. They're fully inflated. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It makes you sort of look like the Michelin man. So uh, what I did was I was doing that exact thing to the submissive who was crying and terrified. I was decorating her from head to toe with balloons. I started at her ankles and then worked my way up all the way to her neck. And then I took her arms and I put them in predicament bondage with the balloons. You could do a balloon ball gag, little little knot in the... Then around mm-hmm. the face. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, Of course I, you can, yes. guys. Yeah, you, yes. can, you can do everything with balloons. And so uh, it got to the point where we were ready to be done. And then we were doing some psychological play because she couldn't move because I had so many balloons wrapped around her. And she was terrified is, of, oh. of Stephen King's It. Now, the, the movie, especially the movie. You're going, oh, oh, oh. But I, you're like, I'm secretly turned on. <laughs> I'm like shaking my head. Well, also because mummification, like, just like being trapped is in itself like for me it's a little like no well the the nice things about balloons are especially balloon gags you can bite them at any time and they're gone and then they pop they they do that's well that's one of the risks is that they pop and then you just like have to put up with that sonic boom in your mouth i'm being real bratty right now i'm like (laughs) (laughs) so we got to the point where we were ready to um do some psychological play and because she was so terrified and weeping at this point um I was playing up the whole Stephen King's it thing. In fact, I was dressed no, like it. Scary. And then I and there's one of the other one of our other friends there, Master Sabah, <laughs> is a a six foot seven inch guy who weighs three hundred and fifty pounds, and he's uh, he looks like a. Um, uh, he, he's he's involved with the SCA, and he's like a Moorish shield breaker. So you have this great big giant dude, and he's awesome with a single tail whip. So. I gave her the choice whether to have six words whispered by me in her ear or take 10 lashes from Master Labah with a single tail. And she chose the lashes because I was going to go, they all float down here. 
Oh, don't be mean. Of course I'm going to be mean. See, and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm the type, when I go whisper in the ear, it's it's like a little contest with myself. I try to be as nice as possible. Like, hello, I'm a clown. Don't you like me? And they're like, no. And I'm like, come on. Look, it's just and I get, me. And I get terrified. It's just me under the makeup. No. <laughs> I see if I can convert them, you know. Oh, so you're actually trying to make them like you? Yeah, and they don't never do. That just seems yeah. like it's going to get worse and worse because it builds. It's like you're being nice right now. When are you going to be mean? Well, you know mean? what? I'm the same way in real life. If I'm if I'm interacting with someone, let's say you know some kind of service uh, industry, and let's say they're being really shitty to me, I'm the type I will kill you with kindness, and I will get my way by being like totally overly nice. So I I translate that over like oh. I just want to play with you and hi, and I have the nicest voice, and you know my boobs are all out there. I've never tried the saccharine approach. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. Uh, meter maids too. All those people. Yeah. All oh yeah. People. Oh yeah. Yeah. It works. Whoa. Yeah. Like, like you're just sucking up to like. Oh, you have beautiful hair. Like that kind of like overly. No, I, I I don't do it over the top. Uh-huh. But you know, if, if someone's complaining or you know, it's like, oh, I really understand where you're coming from. Like a totally. However, you know, and then I get my little point across and sometimes i can flip people over to agreeing with me or me getting my way by just being so overly nice life skills on the sex nerd sonder podcast yes yes inside and outside the bedroom mm-hmm. interesting oh this is interesting i am so interested yeah i, I want to see you as a clown now i i feel i mean i don't even know what i would i i think i'd get performance anxiety because a clown is very much a a doer Right. Of things, and and I just sort of stand there like, Ooh, what do we do? But if you're in a room full, full of, of clowns, clowns, it makes it that yeah. much easier because that way the pressure is off from you. Like because our, you have other our, people kind of initiating the scenes. Our clown party was the same way. It was a, a lot of people who who went to our first clown party were like, "I've never done this. I don't know what to expect. I feel silly. I feel weird." And they got there, and all their inhibitions fell away. I mean, when huh. we engage in BDSM, even you know regular old kind of vanilla finger quote sex play a lot of it is um role playing and when you are completely in clown gear that is the ultimate role playing experience it's like Mm. sure you could put on a sexy outfit or you can put on a wig or something but you are from head to toe completely changed into something that is not even remotely similar to what you would be in your day-to-day it's transformative it really is it's amazing yeah one of the things is that i initially did it i would have no inner voice whatsoever that was how I started being a clown is that I just simply decided to be completely honest. So it was confusing to people because they couldn't read my facial expressions because of the makeup, but my voice, I would go into a bar and I would like look at somebody paying for a drink, look at the money in their wallet and go, you cheap fucking bastard. You can afford more than that. Get the bartender $5, you cheap fuck. And I was uh, just verbally abusive to everybody I could find. And I would actually try to goad people into fist fighting me. Um, uh, just to see if they would do anything to a clown, just to fuck with people psychologically. And it wasn't a scene or anything that I did, but it was just very liberating not having any kind of inner voice that was contained by conventional standards. See, this is where I start to get a little scared when you're like, now you're going out in public and just sort of on the street being the mean clown. It's scary. It was an honest clown more than a mean clown, for the most part. Or were they really being cheap? 
Yeah, they really were being cheap. Oh, okay. The bartenders loved me. In fact, they kept inviting me more and more <laughs> and more to the bar. Tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, because I would, I would uh, their their tip jar. They would they would probably get twice as much tips if I was in the bar at any point. This and by the way, I I would that... not ever swing back at anybody. So like when I go to somebody, I would take a punch, but I wouldn't hit back because I was just trying to see if they would hit a clown. And I don't think I had. I can't recall anybody ever trying to actually hit me, but I would try to do what I can to piss them off. Huh. Huh. And it was mostly drunk frat boy types, which I don't have a problem doing that to them anyways. Huh. I, that's ballsy. Thank you. Ballsy. I mean, he has yeah. some balls. Yeah. yeah. This is why he's more toppy than I am. And so when you met on FetLife, was it like, oh, this sunny person, she's super cute and she's saying she's a sub, but really it turned out you're both more toppy. I was no, like, how did she, your... she never advertised as being a yeah. sub. I just liked her tits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm a boob guy, and it's not like even the size. Like, although she has big jugs, I like mm-hmm. you know the itty bitty titty committee is hot, big areolas, big nipples, huge areolas. Like, I like all sorts of differences and all sorts of boobies. I like boobies of every shape and size. Aww. Boobies are awesome. Thanks for saying that. They are. They're Aww. amazing. All people's boobies are amazing. I don't. You know, it doesn't matter. One boob, two boob, red boob, blue boob. I don't care. Oh, I like that. As long as Thank there's you. a nipple. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doctor sees that breast. Totally. Mm. Totally. Yeah. And I, I felt good about that because I've, I have what I describe as grandma boobs. You know, they're kind of like real, like I have to pick them up and fold them to put them into my bra. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like that you liked my boobs. I got I, I over like boobs. my boob self-consciousness because we all have, you know, especially women. You know, it's like totally. our labias are totally wrong and our boobs are totally wrong. And I went through all that. And then yeah. um, really when I met you, I started to get over my my boob hating. Well, yeah, it's one of the things that turns me on is people. I, I love and find it erotic women that look like real women. I don't like the types that look like models. I like people to have imperfections, flaws, a slightly bent nose. He digs my stretch I do. marks. I, I think that her stretch Ooh. marks are tiger stripes that she's earned from having children. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all of that says something about a person's character and body and the girl next door is way fucking hotter than any porn star will ever be. And I'm sorry to my porn star friends who might be listening to this, but that's just something I find true. It's one of the reasons why amateur porn is the single most popular kind of porn because people are more interested in fucking the attainable than the unattainable. Mm -hmm. And I also want to see people fuck that look like me. It makes yeah, me feel not so, you know, I feel freakish and, you know, looking at the magazines and looking at Sorry, the baby, porn, but nobody looks like you. I know. No, but <laughs> um, looking at magazines and looking at porn, I, I am trying to emulate or be something that is unattainable. And I like watching people fuck that look like me. That I'm like, I'm okay. That real people. Like yeah. a, real people is a, is a huge turn on for both of us. Yeah. That's great. I mean. Not to say that models are real people too, but the, oh, the, 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 no, the, the hiding, average everyday kind of next door yeah, neighbor. Person. Not hiding the yeah. story of your life we, that is on your body. You are inundated so. much more with models and porn stars and actresses here mm-hmm. in LA. Being from Chicago in the Midwest, people are a little bit heavier. We're, uh, you know, we're living in some place where body fat is necessary because of the cold, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't have as many. There's an incredible amount of blondes with large fake breasts here. That's one of the things we noticed when we were going down Hollywood Boulevard last night is that it was there seemed to be one particular type of person that you that you would see um, regardless of race. They a lot of people have blonde hair and fake big boobs, and it's something that we're unaccustomed to uh, being from the welcome. Midwest. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> welcome. I uh, my boob job is scheduled for later this week. Shut up. Uh, I'm dying my hair. No, no. I mean maybe they're perfect. Don't ruin them. 
Oh, oh, thanks. Yeah, they're my friends. I mean, plus they're sensitive. You know, you don't want to ruin the sensitivity. Yeah. No, it's very important. Yes. Well, whatever makes you feel good in the world. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, so many things. I don't even. Yeah. No, but going back to when we met on uh, FetLife, I at the time didn't know what I was. I was like, I am kinky. I know that much, and I'm exploring. So you didn't really seek me out because I was, you know, fit a certain. Uh, you know, something that you were looking for role-wise. You just like my boobs. I like, like your boobs and your, your sense of humor, your intelligence, your kindness. Um, all of that was very attractive oh, to me. Oh, you guys are so in love and stuff. I know. Well, we didn't, I didn't, I was refused to call her my girlfriend for a year, I Yeah, say, we more. pretended like we weren't dating for a year because we've been burned and, you know, we're like, no, no, we're just really good friends and we fucking... We like each, each other. other. <laughs> yeah. And now we live together. We we love together. And um, because we had an open relationship that was established from the beginning, it's something that I think not having, not, not, you know, with you never having been involved in that before, it's probably much less scary. It was probably, I think you were a little scared the first time that I went out on a date with somebody. Well, of course. I mean, that's you, natural. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. And then you realize that, oh, you know, it's just, it, it's something temporary and uh, it, it's sexual, not emotional. Exactly. Exactly. And I had always wanted to be in an open relationship. So I was finally, you know, I had mentioned it to my other partners and they were like, oh. <gasps> what you know and i was like oh never mind you know <laughs> so i was happy to finally be able to do that and not have a partner freak the hell out when i brought it up and we've only been getting closer and closer in as the years go by things have been getting better and better with us and our level of communication because it started off with such extreme honesty mm-hmm. has developed in it we we have a foundation of honesty from the beginning of our relationship and this is the best relationship romantically i've ever had in my entire life me too that is the best when you find the relationship that like blows the others out of the park yeah and i'm not saying our lifestyle is for everybody but it works for us right totally we we found our our niche yep Yep. (laughs) right and it's a great it's a very specific niche yes yes nichey niche oh yeah niche niche yeah um oh my god what was the question how long have you two been together Four, four years ish, yeah, okay. four years. All right, um, I have to ask, be in in a great a grander sense, mm-hmm. um, monogamous, polyamorous, open, not open, whatever the Mono- relationship. Monopoly. Monopoly. Yes, we have a monopoly, which means that we live together and then we date other people. Um, we well, actually we fuck other people. We don't. Yeah, we we, f- we fuck other people. We short term date and get crushy with other people. But I don't want anyone in, moving in, in and like raising my kids with me and you know falling in love and 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 that's just that's what works for us is that I get like new uh, relationship energy. I get that NRE with somebody, and then you know I give them their new experience that they maybe they haven't had before, or it's somebody who maybe we have were lovers or they're a submissive of mine and then they go away, but they don't spend the night at the house or mm-hmm. anything like that. I mean, maybe I, one or two people do yeah. just because like they're, they're from far out of town or something yeah. like that. If it's a practical thing and we're not like swingers necessarily, but you know, like more short term dating, like usually when you have a submissive or someone, it might be a few months, you know, and then kind of move on to the next. I'm, I date a little bit differently. I, don't like to keep up relationships it's a pain in the ass to me and i don't like to Mm -hmm. meet new people um so i have certain friends friends wink wink finger quotes um that i visit occasionally and they're my little circle of friends that i just see here and there wait so how do you know that 
oh, this person I'm getting new relationship energy from, crushing on them, I just want to cuddle with them, and they're so cute. I just want to bite them, I'll bite them, I'll hit them, whatever it is, right. whatever it is that you, how you want to express your crushingness. Um, how does, how do you know that it's not necessarily going to compete or get in the same realm as your... We, we set ground rules just like our relationship uh, was honest from the beginning. We set up relationships with other partners that are coming in in the same way that I tell them that this is not going to be exclusive with just you and I. This is something that is a temporary thing. It's something that you know we're here together for a specific purpose, whether that be... Um, you know, because I have people that are lovers, some that are submissive, some that are domestics. Mm-hmm. I have some people that are pony girls, and like each one has a specific role in my life. But they're not my girlfriend. She's my girlfriend, and I don't have other girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just you kind of just know yourselves at this point, and right? Know- and, and we all we both have veto power over any other individual, and I don't think either of us has ever. Yeah, used I, I it. don't want to abuse my veto power. Isn't just like. I don't like her. She's a catty bitch. It's more like there is something like I'm getting a really a bad, bad vibe. vibe. Like I, something it, is really wrong with this person. Um, and that's something that, you know, we, Sonny's instincts are really good if she has that about. And one I've of my never partners. had I, that. You know, the, it's it's over with. You know, I'll be a friend with that person, but right. they're not going to be whatever. It I mean, was I, I've had sexually. I've had feelings like, you know, not that I want to veto the person, but it's like, oh, I think they're kind of a flake. That could be the majority true. of them. You know. <laughs> OK, so like you're helping steer each other. Right. Yeah. You know, and and anytime we meet somebody, um, you know, it's immediately, you know, you have to meet my partner. You guys email, you guys talk. We meet. I've accompanied him on first dates and like chaperoned. Um, so yeah, it's very involved. Yeah, I yeah, I they, like to if they know. Add, if he's a friend on OK Cupid or Facebook. They have to add her as well. That's, oh, okay, that's, that's yeah. the rule. That's nice. Or, or Fat Life or whatever. I right. do like that transparency. And, and I let her read all my messages. Like I have no. I don't care if I had a password at all. Like she's welcome to read whatever she wants. I don't have to have any secrets from her, which is another thing that's great about our relationship is that we're honest with each other. And you know, if I forget to tell you something, it's simply because either I haven't had time or I honestly forgot. And you know, I can't think of any time yeah. that I've done that really. No, and I, I she knows like I'm forgetful. Details, details yeah. help me. You know, I like if you go on a date, I'm like, what happened? Tell me everything. Did she go down on you? Then what happened? Did you have, what'd you have to yeah. eat? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I need How to. She's more interested in the food. I want to know everything. Yes. You are. You're more interested in what we had to eat than the, totally. if we actually had sex. Did you have chocolate cake? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I got a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, that, that makes me feel but good. But was there whipped cream with that blowjob? Usually not. I don't like it, you know, oh. because I don't do clowning for, uh, for a first date. That's something oh, that only, only when there's clowns. Yeah, that's special. Oh, yeah. yeah. Special sex. Okay. Um uh, what was the thing? Oh my god, I'm totally blanking on the thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap it up. And it's related. Oh, it's the idea of play because I I've been paying attention a lot to, you know, what makes a relationship last and 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 what keeps it fresh. And and I get a, a strong sense from you too that there's a vibrancy to your relationship. There there's a dynamic there's a it's di- it is dynamic. I mm-hmm. can see where you're going with this and it's funny because Sonny just developed a seminar yeah. about the element of play involved in relationships and BDSM. Yeah. What, have, what re- what's the research that you're pulling? You know, I'm I'm still in the midst of research, um but I've been really interested in like play in in our relationship and I didn't realize that like this is a whole discipline of study, you know, a whole yes. area of neuro 
neuroscience devoted to this. And one of the things that that resonated with me, and I could go on and on all day, but I'll just give you a little one uh, with relationships. You know, when someone is having a hard time in their relationship, there are certain things you can do. You can sit there and talk it to death. Like, let's sit down and talk about why we're having problems and blah, 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 blah. And that usually doesn't work Um, or it usually makes things worse. Um, or you can bring play into your relationship. And there's a couple ways you can bring that in. You can get, to, and play could be anything. Like for us, a lot of times it's sex, but we're also gamers. Like we play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. And yeah, we go yeah, to gaming conventions. We go to Gen Con. In fact, there's such a huge crossover between kinky people and gaming conventions and cosplay. It's amazing. There's usually a dungeon behind every Gen Con. Yeah. What's a Gen Con? The Geneva Convention. It's the world's largest gaming convention that's all like uh, tabletop role-playing games, board games, it's card in games. Indianapolis every Well, they, have one in Anna- they used to have one in Anaheim right. in Indianapolis. Uh, now I think there's just Indianapolis. Right. So I, I need to go to one of those conventions and just like saddle up to like one of the like 35-year-olds and be like, so where's the... Yeah. Totally. totally yeah <laughs> anybody who looks like they might have gone to the Ren Fair too totally yes oh, yeah. yes it's, there's yeah. a Ren Fair crossover <laughs> totally, there totally. Oh, yeah. Star Trek's Whovians yeah. Ren Fair right. gamers all no, but that stuff like the play and the relationship thing um, you know, there's there's two ways you can incorporate it. One is like doing those kind of normal play things, whatever you know, playing tennis or sex play or whatever. That's your average thing that you do, but that only takes you so far. It's when you bring in brand new play and you do things together that you've never done before. So whether that's bungee jumping or let's go take a pottery class or let's do some kind of S and M scene together that we've never done before, that's really what ends up rekindling and sparking the spontaneity and fun in relationships right. so when and we that's have, something we do when we have date night instead of going out to the, you know a movie or trying to recreate a feeling that we had before we try to do something we haven't done before like we just went to a musical uh, not too long ago and we hadn't done that together because like we said okay this date night we're going to do something that is that we haven't done before and I said let's do a play or a musical and Sonny found one we had a great time that's a great idea the date night Like always strive for something new and different new experiences together bring people together like nobody's business. Oh man. I mean like I Because when you think about date night my brain automatically goes to dinner and a movie and that gets stale after a while Mm Mm-hmm you yeah. know, because we'll do dinner in a movie. You know, because anytime she's, you're she's in a relationship, and I'm 45. We've been doing dates for a long yeah. time. And anytime you're in a relationship, you do settle into that like little point where you like bicker a little. Like we're going shopping, we're like meh 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 meh. And you know, it turns out if we start doing dinner in a movie all the time, all the time, it becomes almost like a chore. It's just not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So when we go do new things, it's like oh, we're alive and like young and playful, and and we let all of that day to day meh 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 stuff go, which is. Yeah, exciting. our last date night was awesome. So we did a mu- we did a an erotic uh, musical to start right. off with. Then it was all you can eat sushi. <laughs> then it was a burlesque fundraiser, and then following that was Sunny getting a, a little bit tipsy. She doesn't drink, oh, but maybe drink. once a year. And I was the designated driver this night, and she had a little. She got a little tipsy, and then we wanted to see if we could make her squirt, and she didn't think she could because of the I was dehydrated lack of hydration, <laughs> uh-huh. and she was like old faithful. Oh, I, she had never squirt that much in her entire life it was awesome i love it because there is that when you're a sex educator and you're like i clearly can't do this right now because of this this and that and you exactly sort of over right and analyze it exactly way so, to go way awesome. to go way to be team squirt 
I know. Yeah. Right? Oh, totally. Yeah, this has been a squirt, you know, yeah, squirting couple of weeks. We uh, at our squirting class on Wednesday, our G spot and squirting We're at class. Stock room. Um, Stock we room had uh, Jewel Marceau come. We did a live demo, and she's not normally a squirter. And we're like, well, you know, learning how to squirt is like riding a bike. It's not like, oh, I'm going to learn how to do it, and bam, we're done. It's like it's a process. So she probably won't squirt everywhere. Yeah, yeah we high five. Really good job. Yes. So why aren't you asking me to be your live demo? Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> yes. You want to? Yes. I, I mean, maybe it was a private class. I guess, yeah, public. Okay. No pictures. We'll talk. I, well, this we'll is talk. the thing with Jewel yeah. is that she was concerned about all of the people being there and about the public being around. It was very difficult for her to focus. He did, he did psychological BDSM Jedi mind tricks on yes. her. It was, it was awesome. awesome. So what I did was I made her hold her breath and I was counting to 20 while I was increasingly getting angrier and angrier sounding. So what she was focusing on, and this is an old trick that I've used plenty of times, is that she went internal to focus on her breathing, forgot about everybody in the room. Sonny was using her magic hands and, and the, uh, the quirk. And the quirk. Yeah. Uh, and Wait, is this a dildo and a vibrating? Yeah, hand? it's the no. quirk is actually no, very similar to an Enjoy Pure Wand. Yeah, and I do have magic hands. She does have but, magic hands. Um, <laughs> I'm a magic man. No. Uh, yeah, it's very similar to an Enjoy Pure Wand, which I absolutely like. Advocate for G Spot stuff. And when I got to twenty, she came and squirted everywhere and we got it on video so there's a clip up that we can actually uh, I, send to you we can't put it on YouTube but we'll no, figure we out a place put to put it yes. you put it in my inbox yes that's what yes. she said <laughs> <laughs> I got something for your inbox wait wait okay. that sounds great yeah why didn't I go to that what was I doing on Wednesday oh Oh man! Next I miss, time, I missed out on everything. Next I love time. that you were like you two were team like on team squirt, and you're like working her body and you're working her mind. And then we high fived afterwards. Oh my <laughs> god! And it was awesome because Jewel just you know she stopped, she thinks something, and then she looks at me and she's, "How did you do that?" Like it was me that did it, and I'm like, "No, Jewel, it was you that did it. You right. just I gave you permission to get out of your head, to get out of your head, and to release yourself." You made her hold her breath, and then as you counted, you got angrier and angrier, like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and she came on twenty. Huh. That is beautiful. Yeah. That, that gives me a little performance anxiety. Like, I don't think, I don't know if I can do that kind of thing. Well, See, I, I can't. Now I just gave you the trick, and you yeah. now you're going to be like, But, Ugh. you know, it depends on the person. I, he tried doing that with me. I was like, that's never going to work. You know, it yeah, just depends. It, it, on yeah, the, with, with her, it's like being uh, a twisted golf caddy in that mm-hmm. there's a graduation from one kind of dildo to a kind of vibrator to finger motions. And then I hand her a either an Enjoy Pure One or a Quirk or a glass toy that's similar. And when she has that curved G-spot action going in there, she'll like hit herself because she can do it way better than I can hit herself. to herself. Uh, hit my G oh, spot, not, not like oh, not like self BDSM. He was making this like jerk off motion, like you're like pounding your clit with your fist. <laughs> I've I've never seen that move before. Okay, more like this. How about that? Okay, this is my fictitious hand of vagina, and it comes comes oh. in like that. Oh, g- so it's bam, bam, bam. This is good radio. All over the place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Okay, excellent. I feel really excellent about this podcast. Yay. Um. I love that we opened up the whole play thing because um, that's something that like I feel like we should talk more. Yes, because that is like I, when I really started delving into it, it was like, oh, yeah. my mind. I was like, oh, my God, I'm yeah. onto something big. Yeah, so. and there's all of this. There's not a lot of research that I've found. And it seems like adult play is a whole yeah. area that I have. Like, I, It seems like it's it's just 
people are just out noticing like, oh, this might be important. Exactly. Might be well, one, important. Of the, one, of, one of the top areas that it, this is being researched in is not only by neuroscientists, but uh, people that are uh, bigs and littles that are involved with age play specifically because mm-hmm. the age play folks are the ones that automatically go back to that childhood feeling and they really isolate that feeling of play so we're trying to take a look at what they're doing um and it's interesting because a lot of people get a little creeped out by uh age play depending on who they are like furries and age play and clowns are like the three things people get freaked out about that we hear the most i furries just seem adorable like if you want to have sex while you're wearing your costumes you're gonna get real people get people get freaked out by furries Mm -hmm. like we had a furry night i host a bondage night at uh Exit, uh, which is a bar in Chicago. And we're gonna. In fact, the next Thursday is our clown night. By the way, oh. uh, last night was our chicks with dicks night, and they had a bunch of dominatrixes that had facial hair and like, they put on fake beards and stuff. And they were doing oh. a gender bending night. Uh, we had a piercing night, and we had a furry night. And the furry night was just a blast. We had a good time, but we had patrons that were a little nervous, but they liked seeing the furries getting topped. I see. They don't like when the furry takes charge. Yeah, they were. They were. But you know, but everybody there was a furry. Well, I guess the giant heads might throw you off because the, yeah. the fixed expression that might be part of it. Yeah, I had a giant chipmunk outfit on, and it was <laughs> it was awesome. What about furry? But you can still see the human face, like with a hood. You know, any floppy ears. Uh, I don't think we had any of those. Uh, but uh, but I I do love. I just got my Nico Mimi ears, the ones that are biofeedback devices that will actually they change direction depending. And on he your looks mood. so hot in those things. And and they actually, it's funny because I you know we tr- I tried lying to her with with them on on purpose, not you know not on you know not as a, an intentional lie, but just to see what would happen. So I'd be like, your hair is blue kind of thing and the when i was lying the, the ears would do one thing when i was looking at her cleavage one ear would go down oh when yeah I was when excited, he was like looking up. at hot chicks walking down the street his ears would do one thing every time when he was turned oh, on snap. and a different thing yeah. when he was lying it was great they're like mood ears um i want those they're, they someone absolutely awesome someone send those to me yes meltdown comics. i think it's nikomimi.com something I'm not, I'm not sure they're made in japan and they're uh, distributed here in the united states i like I want to be, awesome. first of all, I want to visit and they make, Chicago now. And they make yes. replaceable ears too, we, by the way. You can get like piggy ears, doggy ears, dragon ears. Well, doggy ears. Oh, well, dragon ears. Well, I know. Devil right? horns. I mean, devil yeah. horns. They make devil horns. So I got like leopard print ears and some like white fuzzy like kitty ears. Okay. So I'm going to visit you in Chicago. Yes. Awesome. do some podcasts there. Uh-huh. And I'm going to wear your ears during awesome. the podcast. Yes. The end. And I, it's not a question. It's happening. Okay. Okay. Done. <laughs> um, and, I, oh. and I own a dungeon just in case you want to try it out. Great. Excellent. Yes. Wait, can we have Littles versus Clown Night? Sure. We can, we'll, we, we'll, we'll arrange, arrange a party. Yeah. We'll arrange a party just for totally. you. So it's whatever you want. Should you want like cream pies and, and I mean the, the food or, or cream of pies course. the sex act whatever you want it is about you we'll make a party just for you we need to pre-negotiate both of those cream pies okay okay well, yeah. you can, you can total pre-negotiate you can watch you can you know that's the great thing about our parties is that you don't have to participate if you don't feel like it and it's fun for beginners if people just want to come and watch that's awesome yeah or okay. people just want to watch and come so tell me websites, Facebooks, where can people find you in the world? All right. Uh, me first? You yes. F- you, yes, you, you first. Go. Okay, me first. I am Sunny Megatron. Go to SunnyMegatron.com. I am Sunny Megatron on everything. So Sunny Megatron on Twitter, on Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, you name it. That's where you can find me. Um, also, I did a clown sex article. If you go to SunnyMegatron.com slash... Oh, sex dash clown dash fetish. You can read my clown sex Seriously, article. Seriously, you expect them to remember that? Yeah. Okay. 
They're writing it down right now. <laughs> yeah, because they're they might be somewhere where they can't. But you know what's going to happen? It's we'll, going to we'll be on the nerdist dot com. Yes, links. And they yes, can play it will. Oh yay! Okay. Uh, and for me, you uh, feel free to add me on either. Um, Facebook or uh, FetLife, and I am Psy Chicken, which actually, because of my day job as a psychic, I'm Psychic Ken, which spells Psy oh, Chicken, chicken. <laughs> a, uh, or Creamy with a K. That's my clown name on FetLife if you're on FetLife. And you can check out my tour company, Weird Chicago Tours, at weirdchicago.com. Oh, satisfying. Yeah. That's really satisfying, guys. Can it, can, okay. I want to be Team Fun at the end here. But I feel like, can you uh, send us out with a couple really good clown laughs? <laughs> hey, lollipop. <laughs> and that's a wrap. 